to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Um, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous, um, or my Twitter is, um, at Cartoon Therapy. You could follow me on Facebook at Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I think it is. I never go on there. It's so terrible. I need like an 18 year old intern or somebody that's like Facebook. I really hate Facebook. I, I think it's actually good for moms and kids, like moms and kids. And besides that, I think it's, it's terrible and boring I don't really care about what anyone has to say on Facebook it's really lame it's been dead for like five years anyway um so I never go on there I need either a mom to manage my account or I don't even think an 18 year old was into Facebook right Facebook's fucking sucks um if (laughs) if you want to I have a book that I'm selling on Kindle um and I'd love for you to check it out and if you read it and think it's great or think it sucks or have an opinion I'd love for you to write me and tell me about it the book is called the cartoon misadventures of a total train wreck and that's on Amazon if you just type that in the search thing you'll find it. it's like two ninety nine because it's a Kindle ebook and it's it's pretty easy I'm making it a hard copy book which I think will be a lot cooler um, but that's in the works right now uh, what else oh write a review some people wrote reviews recently but when they're in other countries I can't fucking find them I have to switch countries and stuff so I don't see them but uh, write a review uh, for the show, that'd be really great. I love it. Either on Stitcher or on iTunes. And um, that's it. So this month, I have a lot of different updates from previous callers. I had emailed a lot of people and a lot of people got back to me. Today, I'm doing a full episode with the bondage guy. I think that's always a good topic. We're having um, coming up this year is actually that big movie, Fifty Shades of Grey from that big book. I, you know, I'm not into any of that stuff, so I don't really care. But Obviously, other people are because it was a huge bestseller and now it's going to be a big movie and everyone's like really anticipating it and it's coming out in February. And me and him actually talk about this. Me and the bondage guy actually talk about this. I asked him about his take on that book, which I thought was very lame. But the whole bondage <clears throat> scene to me is it seems a little lame in some sense because a lot of it isn't really about sex. It's like um, just control and there's a lot of writing essays and shit. That's what I learned on the first call. On this call, I learn even more about the bondage scene. So if you're into it or not and just want to know about it, uh, s- stay listening. So coming up next, I'll have, uh, I think we call him Power Man. Stay tuned for my call with Power Man. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hello. This is Power Man. That's what we call you. That's me. That's me. That's you. You were on one of our first episodes. I'm only. It's only me on the call. Tommy's not on. And you made it. I don't. I'm sure you probably don't listen to my podcast, but you made it on like the intro that I had made. They did some clips of the show, and uh, 
you're on that intro permanently. It's well, when, I'm honored. Yeah, it was when my best advice to you is rehide your whips and chains. That's what I say on every episode uh, because that's really what it was. I mean, you didn't really call in. I mean, we have a lot of people that call in and they have like actual problems and we talk to them. I mean, you were it was more interesting because you just basically talked about, you know, your lifestyle, which is you're in the bond. Is that what they call it? Like the bondage lifestyle? Is that the right term? Yeah, I mean, there's really like the way my brain works, there's, there's kind of um, two or three ways. There's sort of the hardcore BDSM, you know, master, slave, big-time control. There's the, hey, I'm not really a slave, I'm submissive, and, and I want to be dominated. And then there's the, the average person who kind of wants to experiment a little bit into the realm. And, uh, yeah, so I would say I'm like, Kind of between two and three. You're in the. I was just going to say, which one are you? You're in the middle of the average person that like wants to maybe tie somebody up every now and then to the to the, and the other person that really goes to like dungeons and like pays for people to beat the shit out of them. Yeah, no, I'm beyond. I'm beyond that. I mean, I actually have a couple of subs. I'm not into the heavy slave where you have complete ownership and control over everything. But I'm way beyond what the average person does. I mean. You know, whips, chains, floggers. Uh, you're beyond control, that, or oh, that's what you're into? No, I'm beyond that. I'm sort of like if three is the hardest core BDSM, and one is like the average married couple mm-hmm. that wants to experiment. I'm like a two point four, two point five kind of thing. Right. So, what's beyond the flogging and all that shit? Like, what is beyond that? Oh, okay. So, again, the. the I, I get to there's a difference between a submissive person and a slave. So let, let's take the slave, the BDSM heavy slave uh, ownership thing. I mean, literally, in a pure BDSM environment, you are you are actually inflicting more pain than you would with a, a case where it would be a submissive person or a wife. But you literally are owning that person. At the very high end of that relationship, mm-hmm. you are controlling their finances. You are, they are what's called collared. There is literally a website where you go and you can register the person and they're giving, given a, um, <laughs> like a, a dog. Slave, uh, a, they're given a slave number. Oh my they are, God. Uh, what's they the website? Wear, could you oh, give me that? Just or no? look for collared. Just look, yeah, I, top of my head. Just, just look for like, well, first of all, that life has a lot of really good information, but just look for college, just search on Google on college slaves and you'll see it. But literally they wear a collar all the time okay. and they, they the, the master controls what they eat, controls their finances, controls the whole works. And that's kind of where I stop because I don't want to be in that realm. That's, and you can't though, because you're married, right? Like, I mean, how do you have so much control if you're not even living with that person anyway? Can't they take that shit off oh, when they're not with a lot of it is done through uh, journal entries. Is done through the internet. Is not all of it's face to face. They literally have a shared a shared database where they go in the morning and you know they have to write the journal about what you tell them. It could be that you want them to express their feelings. It could be that you give them a, an assignment to do. It's all about control. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's it's all about control. And it could be about anything. But you really. It's really two things. It's control, and it's about that person feeling like they are your property. Right. That's that's really kind of the two things. Mm-hmm. And you're at that place. You have property? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
How many pro like how many properties do you own? Well, I have two that are uh, that I actually physically see, and I have one yeah, sometimes one and a half that that's pure internet control Skype. You know, we're not going to meet that kind of thing. And and actually, I'm finding a lot of people are really into that. The one where the, it's just sort of virtual and it's more a fantasy in your mind that doesn't really happen in reality, but you still get all the, like, you know, benefits of it, I guess. I mean, do people, like, yeah, it, how does this turn into sex? Like, what's, like, do, do, do you think that these people jerk off to that control? Or, like, is it always about sex? No, it's not always about sex. It, sex, to me, is a byproduct of it. And sex is really used as more of a control. could be, like, a punishment where if you don't do this or don't do that or, you know, you have, then you have to perform specific sexual acts or in the highest realm, what really happens is that person is doing, um, there's, like, actually there was one this week. It was a gangbang where, like, when you own a slave, you might say that you loan, like, if you look at Set Life, they'll have a whole section on loaned out slaves, right, mm -hmm. where... Guys who are dominant will loan their slaves out to people, and they have to perform specific acts for that person and do things. Could be that they're cleaning, whatever, but it, but a lot of it has to do with sex, and it's more to, to work into that person's mind that they're that their property. But this week there was a huge um, uh, gangbang in where the uh, master wanted this woman, or several women, um, gangbang just to prove that they were that they were property. Um, so it does it does get down to sex, but it's not all about the sex. It's more about control. And how did really you hear about that gangbang? Is that something where there's like personal section where you hear about that or you're on some sort of email? Did you go to that gangbang? Yeah, so there's two there's really two two or three different ways. You know, there's the clubs in Manhattan, La Trapeze and places like that where you go and you meet people, but like out here on the island, every week there's what they call a munch munchie where yeah, uh -huh. people get that night in um, Farmingdale, and they'll all get they'll get together, and it's sort of like an open buffet kind of thing, and everybody just meets, and nothing really physically happens there except you meet people. But really, you start to develop uh, relationships with both male and female um, dominatrix and uh, masters, and then they know that you're clean and you're safe and you know you're real, and they want their people. Um, they want their people gang banged, and they'll they'll you're on an email list and. Um, and uh, you know, interestingly enough, the biggest problem that they have is getting people that actually will show up to these events, right? You know, they're, yeah. their biggest fear, they, they, they go, they get a hotel room, you know, they spend all this money and they, and you know, three people show up because the amount of no shows is unbelievable. Well, that's like any party. I always, you know, you got to invite like triple the amount of people you want to show up at a party to get that amount of people to show up. I mean, that's just like, yeah, so you, know. you get it from. From the from the websites like FetLife, you get it from these munchies where you meet people. You get it from people who you've established a relationship with. They know you're real. They know you're clean. They know you're safe. And, um, and you, I'll get an email. Uh -huh. that, I'll get an email from from one of the masters or from one of the dominatrix and says, "Look, you know, X person is to you know we want to do a gangbang a month from now. You know, can you make it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll come in. I'll help you out." You know. So you go in and at that gangbang, you fuck a girl that's being fucked by like ten other guys. Like a typical yeah, gangbang. I mean, it, yeah, it's what well, there's. Yes, in other words, um, <clears throat> some are again. Everyone is different. They have right. a, you know uh, limits in this and that. Like I went to one where it was just they wanted to do like a 
bukkake where there was actually no sex. They did have a fluffer, and that, that's a whole other thing because they have these, yeah. these fluffers there. And um, the guy just wanted to have, like, 10 or 12 people jerk off in this woman's face. And it was, you know, it was just one of the ways that they just work this whole, your property, I own you, I'll uh-huh. decide what you do, kind of things. And they range, but, like, this one was full-fledged sex. The one that you went to. And yeah. do, do people yeah. use condoms? Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So how many guys yeah, screwed this girl? How many guys do you think were at this uh, thing? It was just one well, woman well, or a couple left. women? No, there were, like, this one was um, uh, uh, several women, a couple of fluffers, and both men, women, and couples used these people. This was an all-night deal. So, you know, it started at, like, 6 o'clock. I was gone by, like, 9, 30, 10. So I could tell you the people come in at 6, they'll, they'll, they'll use this woman, they'll go out, they'll have dinner, they might come back later on, use her again. Couples use, use the woman. Um, there was one woman that put put was with a guy, put a strap on, and used this woman. I mean, it just it just all depends. My guess, this was kind of a big one because it was an event kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were 25 people there by the end of the night, easy. Right. And so, and so that's definitely about sex, right? Because everyone's in there. It's so sort of like a swingers party, but it's a little bit more hardcore because. This person, the sex is like not just normal sex, right? Like, I mean, you guys could sort of push the boundaries because these people are into it. Yeah, there's always limits. Like, like this particular one is, you know, no, obviously no, um, uh, no bio, um, no, no urine, no, no scat, no rimming, no blood, none of that. Stuff, What's scat? Right? I don't know. Is um, that shit? Like, yeah, what scat? Exactly. Oh, okay. So people, yeah, that's, that's with it. Oh, okay. So they give you like the rules of this is like you could do everything except these kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But some of them, you can scat on them. <laughs> I, I haven't been to one of those. I would imagine that there are. I've been to Golden Shower ones. And right. Again, it's all about humiliation and owning the person. Um, and uh, it, it's interesting that some of these, like this particular one, the person who was running the thing was the one who was controlling like you if you were going to like come in the woman's face or whatever you had to ask first you know but beyond the normal sex and it was just more again to go into the into the person's brain and say you're my property that's what this really is it, right it's it's it, it's a psychological aspect of owning that person and their their and controlling them, and they're your property. And it's not just man to women. Women own men, too. I mean, it goes both ways, right? It's not just like the men owning the women as slaves. There's women who have men, no. men slaves, or no? I probably think there's more the other way where the women own the men. And, of course, really? I don't, it's not something that I'm really into. Um, so there's a lot of those parties that go on, and so you'll get a lot of, of gay men or bisexual men that go and um oh see these women want them to be with other men it's not like the, these women want them to go fuck other women well um both ways it goes it, both it, ways it's it's yes i mean it's interesting some of the women who are more on the domineering side will go to uh some of the ones that are that are women mm-hmm. and will will do some control thing i mean i've seen like with people see you know so like they just like even this week there was a case where, like, two people went, a man and woman, and the man, um, and it was his partner, so they didn't wear a condom. So he, he fucked the woman, came in her pussy, mm-hmm. and they made the slave lick it up. 
Um, and that was perfectly okay. You know, and the slave was, was not, a man or a woman? The slave was a woman. Right, okay. But I've also seen that where it's a man. There actually are a lot of women that wouldn't, there isn't, like, I think there's something that are both men and women, um, dominant, dominant slaves. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, and so again, I don't, it's not something I'm into, the man part of it, but um, I've seen couples come in and the women put a strap on and screw the man. It just, it depends. But I think the more traditional is uh, a female dominatrix with a male slave and using, and there's a lot of gay men and bisexual men that show up and use that slave. Use the man, right. Okay, but you go yeah. to the ones where it's a man controlling a woman and the and he sees her with other men, right? Yes, exactly. It's more my interest. Right. And you have, so you have two slaves. Have you ever done, like, what do you like to do with your slaves? Like, do you like them to do the, like, have you set up orgies with your slaves? No, just more, um, I'm more, not really into the big show, use a person with eight or ten people, but I do use one with other couples. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like to, you know, we'll do it either like a swap or we'll do it like I'll lend her out to somebody and in return that guy might lend one of his to me. And it's more it's more of, of control. That takes a while to get to that point. Right. But um, I'm not more in with the people that I have for the big 8, 10, 12 people, get a hotel room. Right, that doesn't do get... That. You, you don't like that kind yeah. of control. You like to control in a different way and that's probably everybody's like kind of different, right? And so you get paired Every, up sort of with people that are into the same things, like slaves that are into what you're into. Or do they just have to do whatever you want? Yeah, if you go... If you went to FetLife and looked at that website, there's literally a group for everything imaginable and unimaginable. So, like, there's a golden shower group, there's a scat group, there's a lend-out-you-save slave What's group. What's that website? Because it sounds like you're saying Set Life, S-E-T-L-I-F-E. No, it's F-E-T-L-I-F-E. Set Life. F-E-T, F like Frank. Yeah, it's free to join, and you put a profile in, and some picture if you feel comfortable doing that. But you could look at the different groups and the discussions going on. You know, there's somebody into anything you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Objects, you know, golden showers, scat, you know, being lent out, you know, uh, bukkake, you name it. It's just somebody into it, you know. Right, and then that's how you get paired up. So you went in looking for what you were interested in, found women. Your slaves are women. Now, you're married, okay, uh, too, right? Like, you're still married, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're living like a completely separate life like like literally your bondage life and your slaves and all this stuff is totally like another life that your wife has no idea about right or anybody in your life has any idea about. yeah i agree absolutely and you and i mean we talked about this last time and i really started to think like i should just go into business and i have a business where i could help people like you when you guys die that you know we go in there and we clean up all that shit so nobody ever finds out you know what i mean because that's like was my biggest concern from you for you is that like at some point you're gonna get busted and it's either you know i think it's worse after you're dead because that's just what you'll be known for you know like what do you do to keep your your life private well, you know, um, it's funny. If you watched Shark Tank this week, there was a guy who had a an app. He called it a privacy app mm-hmm. where people can text you and people can send you photos or whatever, and it go, it gets intercepted and goes into a separate 
kind of place where nobody else could see it but you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff in your cell phone. There's a lot of like things you could hide in your cell phones, like videos and, and photos and things, things of that nature. Um, it's 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 a it's a process. You know, you got to delete your emails. You got to get rid of your pictures. You got to make sure your texts are cleaned out. You know. Uh, it do you is have? Process. Do you have two different yeah. phones? Do you have two different phones, or you do everything on your one phone? Yeah, no, I have two. I have two different phones. Mm-hmm. So your different wife email. and your your sex life with your wife. Do you feel like what you do in your private life or your separate life like helps your life with your wife as well? That like you know, so you go back to her, and it's always sort of like because maybe you could take those stories in your mind and use it when you're having sex with her. Cause I, I, yeah. I would argue with any with anybody that I think it actually enhances. That's what I mean. The other- yeah, it does, yeah, right? It a- abso- oh, yeah. It absolutely enhances the other part. So it, it, it acts as an aphrodisiac. It mm-hmm. enhances. I mean, look, you know, there are people that are into swinging, and they go to swing clubs, and they have great relationships with their spouse and their, their wife, but they just they like, they like variety in their, in their sex life. Right. And, you know, as long as you're being clean and not harming anybody and not doing anything illegal and you're not coming over with any diseases, you know, it's, I, I personally think it's healthy. Yeah, no, we talk about monogamy versus non-monogamy relationships all the time on my podcast because I think it's like a, it's, you know, it's a thing that doesn't, it's not so, you know, monogamy is, is like a fucked up, made up thing that doesn't work for either men or women, you know, Um, and to me it's worse for women because we're forced to believe that it actually exists and then we have to be devastated when we find out, you know, it's very hard for a man to be monogamous and then we have to leave, you know, it's like a terrible thing. I think it's worse for women because men will still just do it. They'll just go fuck other people and it's very easy to get away with and whatever, but women have to live in this fantasy land where, you know, that, that, that is a, a possibility or, you know, it's a reality and it really isn't for most men. You know what I mean? I, listen, I know men that are monogamous, but most men aren't. And when you're talking about a marriage, I mean, how long have you been married to your wife? Over 30 years. Right. So how the hell are you going to be into screwing the same person for 30 years? You know, I mean, how does, you know, how can somebody keep that, going you know and um you like you said like i i believe that it would help at this point a situation you know what i mean like of course because been there done that like you know 20 years ago right like i mean with your wife so it's like if you're having these other kinds of experiences you know so i i I completely agree i mean there's only so many movies and marilades and toys (laughs) and lotions all the stuff you can add but you know it's hard after 30 years to have that that intensity and see this stuff gets gets some of that intensity back. Yeah, because you have these fantasies and these other things that you could sort of bring to that that relationship, right, in your own mind and, like, you know, add it in because I'm sure you and your wife's relationship is about so many other things. After 30 years, you know, it's so, you know, sort of um, about other things other than sex, right, and that's why you're still together, that, you know, the sex is like a small part, but to keep it good, I could imagine that having these thoughts in your head of what you're doing on the side actually helps. I, I mean, I, I think people would think I'm terrible to say that. And, you know, um, but uh, do you feel like if your wife, like, do you really knowing your wife, right? Like, I think it's easier for women to be monogamous than men. Like, I don't know what your wife does on the side and if she's living a double life, but probably not. I don't know. But like, do you feel like if she knew, if she found out everything about you that you had, would she be surprised or would she have an idea? Do you think? I think she has an idea. I don't really? think she has an idea to the extent and I think she'd be, well, there'd be an initial, like, why aren't you just trying to do that here with me? And, and, mm-hmm. and, but, I, 
but I but I also think that I mean I'm kind of gone a lot, you know, like at night and this and that, and I kind of think she she has an idea that something's going on, but she also knows that you know you know we sleep in the same bed and we have a relation, we go out to dinner and we have say, and she and I think she's kind of like all right if you want to go stray a little bit, you know, he's back here, we're fine. That's how I feel. I talk about it all the time. I mean, I've never been in a very long-term relationship where I've gotten to the point where, you know, you know that, like, you have sort of unconditional love for each other and you know that you're partnering up forever. You know, you, you know, you sort of stood the test of time. You're Neither one of you is going anywhere. You're so invested in that relationship in so many ways that you know that no one's leaving, right? So what does it really – I do believe, though, if I got to that point, what does it really matter if, you know, somebody screws somebody else? You know what I mean? You're not leaving your – you're never going to leave your wife, right, for any of these fucking right. slaves. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so if your wife knows that, like, what does it really matter? As long, Especially it's great that you're using condoms. You know, I think that's where, you know, you, a guy needs to be respectful and certain guys aren't. And that's what's fucked up. But if you're always using condoms and you're, you know, and you love your wife in the way that you do and you're just having this sex thing and it's like, what does it really matter? I think the problem is, is if you, like I said, if you die or something happens and she finds out and it's not sort of explained, you know, people go crazy about stuff. And that's where. You want to be like, you know, that's where I think it sucks when um, the woman finds out or things come out and you're not there to sort of explain it or whatever. And then it just looks worse than it is. But I don't think it's that bad after 30 years. And like you said, you're not leaving your wife. You're not having I mean, it is kind of a relationship with these women because there's a lot of work that goes into this. I remember when you talked about it in the beginning, like it was like there's a lot of writing that goes on. There's a lot of communication with your slaves, right? Oh, my God. It's it's. In many cases, I mean, I think some people have a stronger relationship and trust and bond than they do with their significant other. It's, it's that. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, when you when you get to the high end, you know, it, 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 listen, when you're taking somebody in a room and, you know, putting handcuffs on them and tying them to a bed, and, you know, sometimes you might leave for a couple of minutes or whatever, I mean, there's a lot of trust involved, right? You know, that doesn't right. happen like first on the first time, mm-hmm. and when you're lending, lending somebody out to somebody, you know, there's a lot that has to happen. So, yeah, I think it's it's the communication, which, by the way, is, most of the, the, domin, um, the masters and the dominatrix, they make their, their slave write a journal, literally a journal where it's like a Word document. I remember, yeah. There's a lot of writing and homework assignments. I remember that was like <laughs> you telling yeah, us about that. You're trying to get inside the person's head to understand so you can control what them, with the and you can and you can control mm-hmm. them. So I completely agree with you. It's a lot of work. Listen, this—if you want to get laid, this is not. There's lots of easier ways to do it than this. Trust exactly. This You're not, not just hiring a hooker and screwing them like a hot hooker, you know, escort yeah. or whatever for an evening. There's a lot more I to think, it. But somebody like right. you, I think people that get involved in that are just wired that they need that you know, to sort of to get their rocks off. Like maybe just like screwing some hot girl is not enough for you. You need that control. Whatever it is, that's what gets you off. So you need all that extra stuff. Or you want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like what gets you going. So that's how you sort of get off on the, you, you know, your other side of your life. It's just sexual. Right. There's a lot of men, uh, men and women that, uh, and, and a lot of them, I mean, there's some relationship between the people that have like these high powered jobs that are always in control and making decisions and then they just want to give that up for a certain point in their life and have somebody else make the decision. Like yes. with my with my sub, 
I pick the restaurant. I order for. I mean, kind of know like what not to order and whatnot. But I, she doesn't. She doesn't even look at a menu. I order for her. I no, this is what I want. Th- and this is what I was, was going to be my next question because I know you have like only like five more minutes, right? Are we, Are you okay with time? You tell me. I got a little you're... bit of time. Okay, yeah. so for me, like what my next question was like how are you in your relationship with your wife? Like, do you feel like on some level you super controlling with her too, you know, or is it like you have no control with her and that's why you go do this over there? Like what's your wife's personality like? And what's your relationship? It's, it's it's really kind of interesting. So if you think big fortune, 500, $3 billion companies, I'm vice president of of like a huge corporation Mm -hmm. and, Lots of responsibility in this, in, in this, and that, and I don't want to control my wife. This may sound completely counterintuitive, but I don't want to control my wife. Like I would rather her take care of the bills and her take care of this. Her, I do this crap all day long. So, mm-hmm. so in in that relationship, I'd rather her take care take care of all that stuff. And um, so, it isn't a case that I can't control her. I prefer that she takes some of the control over some of the things. It just makes my life a lot easier. Right. I have, a, I like, a little bit more control in the bedroom. Um, so I'd say she's very outgoing, very uh, very easygoing, very outgoing, high-energy kind of person. I think some aspects of the life she likes to take control of, some she doesn't. But I don't think it's because I can't control it that I do the other thing. It's... It's a totally separate thing. So with her, in reality, that works for you because you're the super powerful guy in your life and you have so much control. Like you need someone that's a little bit more your equal that could take care, you know, take a, you know, she's a good partner to somebody like you. Um, you don't need have that need to control her because I know some super successful guys at your level and they're super controlling too, even with their women, you know, and they like women that are, you know, yeah. that they could do the same thing. Right? Maybe it's because they're not doing that with like fucking slaves. You know what I mean? So they do it with their primary women, you know, for sure. So it's interesting that I've you're got, not that way. Right. So I've got like over, you're know, managing a half a billion dollars of this company. Mm-hmm. I've got over 500 people in my organization. Right. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> when I get out of that office, I'm kind of like done. I make decisions. You know, my day starts out with 10 people outside my office, this crisis, this crisis, this crisis. What are you going to do about this? What are we going to do about this customer? What are we going to discount here? It's like when I leave that office, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right. You, know? you want to turn off. Um, you just want to be on off because you're on like turned on the yeah. whole time. So it's nice that you have that wife. But then when you go into these other relationships – you go back to that part, but it's even more hardcore, I feel like, because that's a really, like, when you say you're get, having them write essays and, you know, that's a very analytical, like, really get in their control. That's a whole other form of control than what you're doing in your work. Yeah, it's way beyond the work. And you, you really hit it right in the head. It's way beyond uh, the work. And what I do like about that, trust me, I love the sex. And so... Yeah. If there's if there's a mess up or somebody doesn't do what it's supposed to do, most of my punishments, not all of them, are sexual punishments. So you know. Um, so it is about yeah, sex. I, I mean, it comes down to it. It's just that's where you like. You're probably a super smart. If I were had to analyze it, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You're probably like super smart like really smart, like, you know, and you're like, you know, need some sex on the side because you're like a normal guy, but you need, you can't just get off on just like, you know, like just a hot girl. Like you need more than that because your mind, you're so super smart. So you add all this stuff and that like does it for you. I mean, is that a right assessment or no? Yeah, it's a great assessment. I mean, I see 
great-looking women all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's wonderful, but not, you know, that wears off pretty quick. But you give me, I mean, I wouldn't yet, and I didn't say, you know, well, one one of the like, uh, subs I have is is fairly good looking, you know, more heavier kind of girl. So she wasn't way to really look good, but you know, it it isn't. It's more of the control and the. Um, you know, and and that aspect of it, I would much rather have a, a woman who maybe doesn't have as great a body or is not as pretty, and I could get more control over than some hot babe that thinks she knows it all and you know is like oh super confident and you right. know. And, and, you don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. I mean, right. I know a lot of guys that they they get off on that. That's great. It's just not for me. Oh, yeah, no, a lot of players, they want to, like, conquer. Like, a lot of guys have the opposite view. They want to conquer that shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's, like, a thing for them. It's, like, a challenge. But, yeah, and, I mean, do you think, I mean, I don't know, because I'm, like, a controlling person myself, so I feel like if somebody was making me write things, I feel like it. I would sort of, I'm always five steps ahead of anybody else because I have a brain like that, so I feel like I would be, I would know they're trying to get shit from me in those essays, so I would sort of do it in a way so they wouldn't. Do you feel like these women, they must be just totally different, that they really are honest in there so you could really, like that's what they want. They want you to know who they are. They want to be controlled, so they're really sort of open so that you really could get in there and do what you need to do? Yeah, I I agree. I I think like like one of the, the, and that's one of the beauties of the website I was telling you about, FetLife, because you can go in and talk to other slaves and also um, uh, masters and talk about what what exercises they asked them to do or what what kind of journals they wanted them to write. You know, Uh one of the things, tell me three things that you're really happy for today and tell me, you know, three things that you wish you could do better to, you know, to make yourself a better person, you know, and they literally have to document that, and you really start to get inside the head to see what they're thinking. Now, are there somebody that's going to write down anything here, I'm sure, but um, but you could really start to probe that. Why do you feel like that? Well, what, what about this? What about that? You, so you know they're being genuine, right? If you have any sort of connection, and I feel like anyone that's into this is like uh, sort of interested in, you know, human behavior and the way things sort of work, so you know you know, you're going to smell bullshit from a mile away, right? If things don't yeah, make sense of what they're saying. In my business life, I, I deal with that all day long. And you really know when people are trying to bullshit you. Right. You could put that stuff together if you're like into like, you know, analyzing human psychology. I'm into that. So I would know if someone's bullshitting. You know what I mean? That's why I wouldn't be able to be overpowered by someone because I could always see that shit from a mile away. But a lot, I guess, I think, you know, a lot of people just don't get that. You know what I mean? So they're just out there. And these women want to be dominated. So that's, they're just like that kind of person. So they go into it and they're very honest and they let you get under their skin. You know, they let you know and they let you be five steps ahead of them as opposed, you know, and then they do whatever the fuck you want because that's what gets them off. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, interesting. I couldn't imagine. (laughs) But I think it's fascinating, you know, the whole world. Do you find, my last question to you is like, do you find that book, that dumb book that I just think, I don't know, I never read it, but everyone was like all the rage. What was that book again called? It's like a movie now. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. Is that such bullshit to people in your real world, or do you actually feel like that was, like, a good book? Well, two things. Um, First off, uh, and for a guy like me, we can't wait. Um, January, uh, sorry, uh, Valentine's Day, they're going to release the movie, Mm -hmm. right? And I've seen the coming attractions of the movie, and, you know, there's there's a guy who's an executive and a woman who comes in for a job, and he ultimately... There's one of the scenes where she's got blindfolds on and she's tied to the bed and he has like a, 
another thing he's tickling her and one where I think it's like a flog and he's whipping her. But, um, you know, once that movie hits for all the people who haven't seen it, um, it's going to be a wave of people who want to try that stuff, right? You know, when the books came out, they're saying that at some of the adult sex shops of toy uh, sales of blindfolds and handcuffs, you know, doubled and tripled. And totally. I think that's mm-hmm. actually right. Yeah. Um, if you look at the people who are really into the lifestyle, they say, well, the way the book is, it really doesn't happen like that or it's really not true. And I think the jury's out on that. But, but at the end of the day, He's a controlling guy. He wants to be in control. <clears throat> She's a submissive woman. She wants somebody to, to, to dominate her, and that and that's what it's about. And, and, and so you could argue whether this point is really how it happens in real life or that point really how it happens in real life. But but the crux is the crux is it. And um, I think there's a lot of people that are going to be experimenting after that. And that helps you because you go to these munchers and there's new you know hot slaves there, right? <laughs> like that's how you yeah, benefit. No, so you guys absolutely. are into I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, I hate to look at it as, oh, wow. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think there's some stuff that will fall into my lap because there are people who are going to want to try that. And if they, and it's perfectly okay to try it with somebody who's never done it before, that's fine. But, you know, if you could try it with somebody who has a little bit of experience there, it would be, it would be really good. Right. But a lot of people are, me- well, I think, yeah, listen, I know a lot of people started to read that book that were never into it, that started to try things. And I think a lot of people, like you said, that there was a scale, like there's some people that just want to tie up and all that kind of stuff on. That's like the the one, you know, and then the three is like hardcore. But I think a lot of people could get into like that level one kind of bondage, right? And just try it. And they might be like, wow, this like really is great. Because I think like, you know, just human nature on some level to want to be sort of taken by force, you know, and everyone has that kind of fantasy. A lot of people do, you know? So I think the book helps people sort of go there. And then I feel like you're going to get people out of that that are like, wow, I really like this. I didn't realize it. And then they're going to go further. So, and then, you know, those are the people that are going to find you at those munchers because to get to the point where you're Googling it and you're going to those kind of events, you're, you're starting to get serious about it. Yeah, I agree. And I think your your way of putting it, level one, is, is a good way. I think there are a lot of people, like when the books came out, like I say, handcuff sales skyrocketed, blindfold sales skyrocketed, uh, you know, that, that were into that level one. Hey, I want to try it. And maybe it's for them and maybe it's not for them. And, you know, but um, but I think that once this movie hits, it, it, I think there's a wave of, of uh, people that are going to be really experimenting in this area. It's, and I, when I've seen the movie, The Coming Attraction, it does look good. Right, so, right, and you like it because that's like your fantasy. That's what you're you're into. One more question: Your slaves are they married and living double lives, or like do you know their? Do you get into their personal life? Do you guys ever discuss stuff like outside of that lifestyle, or do you keep your separate life one, like set private? Yeah, so I would tell you that it's different for each person. The one that I have um, is married, and I she sort of talks about he's a little bit off limits. You know, one of her things is, you know, I don't really want to talk about him that much. But what I got, at least, you get a little each time, is, you know, he's a very nice guy, treats her like a princess, treats her like very fragile. She wants it rougher. You know, he, she can't get him there. You know, she's kind of reaching out. Um, a lot of, of people want to kind of keep that part of their life a little bit separate, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I'll build in as deep as they want to go into that or as as I'll back off on it as, as little as they want if that if they're not really comfortable. The one that I had is the one who's married really is very off. Like 
I don't want you to know where he works. I don't even want you to know his name. We're going to call him this. You know, and she wants to keep that separate, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Right, and you don't give her, and she doesn't give a shit about what you have on the side either. Um, I wouldn't say that. I, I know I'm married, and, you know, she doesn't, she's sort of like, if I'm not fulfilling everything that you need, then you need to tell me, but you shouldn't be reaching out to a whole load of other people. And so, uh, you know, I, 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 um, you know, we have a conversation about that here and there, and it's like, okay, it's not going to be 10 people, but it's not going to be just you either. And, you know, we, we go back and forth on that one. It's just, and that's just her. The other that's so funny. Shit. That's like, that's like real, like, that's like real life. But, you know, like women will always be women. They want to like, you know, they want a man to just be with them. They want to be number one, you know, <laughs> no matter what it yeah. is. And then she feels, she, and she does feel like, like, um, uh, you know, if I have to do that, then she's she's not doing her job, and I'm like, no, 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 don't don't feel like that. So we we have you know we have some boundaries we we battle back and forth on, but the, but the other one, the one who's not married, you know, we don't have those kind of issues. And right. she knows how the game is played. She knows how to what? She knows how the game is played. Right, and she's into it. She's fine, and she doesn't ask you the questions and stuff. And how long you've been with both of these girls, slaves? Well, the one the one who's married now is going on probably four years, and the other one is going on about yeah two years, maybe year and a half. Interesting. And are you always like looking for new people to sort of put in the mix, or are you happy with just your two? No, I mean I would always uh, if I found somebody who I was really attracted to, and I looked at and said, "Wow, I would I would uh, grab a new person." I'm not in the hunt where I'm constantly going to the munchies and banging on the website and this and that. But here and there, you know, I, I, I'll pop one in. Like, even today, I, you know, I was at the gym, and one that I had my eye on, and I just know she's very submissive. And each time we talk, I'm letting a little more out. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm kind of, you know, she says, well, you're, you're a nice guy. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of, I know that's how it looks, and I am a nice guy, but, you know, I'm a bastard for my life. I'm, I'm kind of controlling and and a little bit um, domineering, and I just wanted to lay the pipe work, and I, you know, I kind of saw her eyes light up a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a little s- slow one because she's a little close for me. But, you know, I, I think that if, if something comes along and it's a good match, I would jump at it, absolutely, but I'm not always on the hunt. Right, so you're pretty fulfilled with the wife, the two slaves, but you're always open to maybe if, like you said, the right situation comes back around. Comes yeah, around, you know, you'll add another fun. one in to the mix. I mean, how do you have time for all this? How do I find the slaves? No, how do you have time? But I, I think certain people, oh, I think, time. yeah, time. I think you probably like love that. I mean, you, you know, you, you're, you probably like to be super busy all the time and have a lot of shit going on and are totally capable of it. I mean, to have like all, yeah, that I'm work. time management. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm high energy, you know, big time management guy. Um, you know, I've existed on very little sleep my entire life for whatever reason. Right, people like you sleep. are not that way by accident. It's like, it's a choice, you know what I mean? Like anybody, like I have a friend who's like your level and he's always on a plane and he's, you know, and it's just like people feel sorry for him. It's like, don't feel sorry for him. He loves that, like, or else he wouldn't choose that. You know what I mean? Like, that's a choice. So, you know, and people like you and him, I think, are very capable. If not, you, you have that need to have all of that going on at all times. You know what I mean? That's And, and you're good at it, so it's fine. Like, I don't think, right? Like, yeah, and by the way, I'm on a plane about 30, 35% of the time myself. Right. So, you know, a, a lot of the, uh, that's why a lot of the websites work. Like, I can, I can go to, you know, Arizona and, you know, beforehand start to 
find people on the website and have conversations. And for whatever reason, people, um, some people really like the transitionary part of, well, I, yeah, this guy's not going to live in the town. He's going to get on a plane. He's going to go back to a different state. I'm probably not going to see him again. Of course. You know, people, some people really like that. You know, oh, like yeah, that. because it doesn't bother their life so much, and it's not a full-time commitment. It's just a one-off. I think some people are probably wired that that's more hot to them, and then some people are just like, it's just easier because they're fucking lazy and they don't want to, you know what I mean, like commit to a whole thing, but like why not have somebody that just flies in every now and then? Yeah, and you know, I'm and so I'm always in hotel rooms. So we got a place to play. You know, I mean, it, it works out. You know, it works out. So you have your one-offs on the side when you're traveling, besides your two slaves. Oh God, yes, yeah. Oh, so and you there are, um, you know, masters and mistresses that are looking for people to help them. Same thing, you know, gang banging or whatever. So, and then and then they have some connection because they see you on the website and you could look at a lot of your past discussions and that. They know you're kind of like real and. Mm-hmm. And that, and yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the one-offs, I, you know, there's always, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with one-offs. Right, so you have those when you're on the road and stuff, but you, but it's still, it's not just like you're getting like a high-class escort on your one-offs, you're still having that, it's still under the, like, bondage thing, right? Like, it's still a part, it's still that kind of a setup. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't really like the aspect of a business deal, obviously could afford it, but, you know, I don't like the aspect of it appearing... Uh, in any way, shape, or form, to be a business transaction, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there might there, there are some that would say, "Hey, we're going to do this party. We're going to have a caterer. Can you kind of, you know, can you kind of keep doing a little bit for this?" I mean, I went to you know the party the other day. They had like uh, hors d'oeuvres and they had drinks and they had brandy and they had you know, liquor and that. You know, you know, in many cases that's fine. It's not like oh, there's a fee for you to do this, you know? Because right. once that happens, for me, it just takes. Every, I'm gone. It just takes everything away from it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. You need, so you need that other thing. So that's always involved. Well, listen, you know, to me it's always fascinating because I don't know anything about your world, and it would be great to have you back on when that movie comes out. When is it coming out in February? February 14th, um, you said? The movie's coming out in February, yes. Yeah, so if well, I'll get in touch with you. We'd love to have you back on at that time because that's what everyone's going to be talking about. You could really okay, explain the real deal. You got it. It's awesome. All right, so I'm not going to say rehide your whips and chains because it's uh, you know I say that all the time now if you listen to my podcast. But anyway, thanks oh. for calling in again. All right, you got it. Thank you. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.